Yeah, one. Uh, I had one last quick question. Your last film was uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Coppola. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, right after um, that was made, there was a Frankenstein movie with Robert De Niro. I remember mm -hmm. seeing part of this. I actually have never seen all of it. Um, the idea of Robert De Niro playing Frankenstein's monster is, is hilarious to me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're but, right. Um, Anyway, so apparently that one did not do as well, but uh, yeah, I've heard of it and wanted to check it out, but never seen it. Yeah, so just wanted to mention that film. Sure. De Niro, Frankenstein, what world? So. <laughs> yeah. What is your seven? Your seven. Yeah. So number seven is um, another uh, new classic. I think is uh, the Ritual. Um, I'm not sure where this movie came out of. I think I just found it on netflix one time is it denmark or germany or something like yeah, that yeah i'd never heard about it before just saw it um when it came out and uh absolutely love this movie um mm -hmm. about uh, some hikers that go hiking in sweden and i think um i can't i think they're british um from the uk and they go on vacation in sweden and um you know shenanigans happen and scary stuff and Get lost. Damn shenanigans. <laughs> Damn shenanigans. But um, again, one of the reasons I love this is the monster in this is so cool. So um, I don't know what the technical monster name of this thing is. Some creepy like forest thing. Um, but just it's just based so, on something. I'm not really sure. Uh, that's a good question. Um, it reminds me of Wendigos, which is another favorite monster mm. of mine. Um, the story of the Wendigo is um, uh, with cannibalism. So there's like hikers in Alaska or whatever um and um <clears throat> they get lost you know one of them eats the other one and the, the guy who eats him turns into a wendigo and he just is, is um forever cursed to like wander the forest like starving and you know perpetual starvation just this terrifying awesome monster it's kind yeah. of a more of an obscure one um i've seen a few cool books about it and different stories but um it's always one i liked and i think this uh, monster in the ritual kind of reminds me of the wendigo a little bit different um i think it's about some more has some like cult aspects in the ritual and um a different kind of folk folk tale things and stuff but uh yeah mm -hmm. awesome awesome movie one of my other favorite ones uh, that just came out a few years ago i love to watch uh halloween so cool yeah i've heard good things about that one i haven't seen it yeah great great film yeah um this one i moved around the list a bit okay um it would be the made for tv stephen king's it 
I thought that would have an appearance on here. Um, it kind of has to because yeah. Tim Curry's Pennywise, nothing okay. scared me more. Yeah. In my life. And I still see that face if I'm not ready for it. <laughs> it comes up like on my Facebook scrolling. Or I'm like, ah, like, especially if it's like late at night. I'm just like, that's, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I just, it gives me the creeps, man. Dude, totally. There's um a few scenes that I always stick in my mind about this movie. Mm-hmm. Popping blood. Um, you know, I, that, that's, that's one's for sure. The blood one where bubble. he comes he comes out of the like curtains or whatever the, the clothes hanging yeah and first scene he, ever man and then when he's walking in the uh, the picture and those are the three that always freak me out and uh still i can just vivid like picture them so well and i, and I guess yeah and he's all walking around and he's in the distance but then he just stops and points yeah. and then there's like this yeah like ah. <laughs> and, oh the other ones too he's in the library with the balloons creepy oh, man and then um he like pushes the drain open like all crazy and uh, stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I, I mean, man, every scene scared the shit out of me that had him in it. Yeah. And I okay, I've never told this story before, so I think it's okay worthwhile. Is uh, my cousin Tammy had told me about this movie and how scary it was, and I was like, hey can't be that scary i watched a bunch of scary stuff with my buddy steve for a while like i thought it was pretty well conditioned <laughs> yeah and she's like no it's just really scary but like she didn't break it down that well as to what it was okay so i pictured a whole different movie in my head she's like no it's like this cl- clown but it's like actually like a spider from outer space and like it, but it's like shows up as a clown sometimes and it just has balloons and it like pops them and there's blood in them. <laughs> so the I worst, just pictured this clown just holding picture. the balloon. Just, <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's like spider, like ridiculous spider stuff coming out of its face or something. Yeah. Probably something a lot more close to killer clowns from outer space. Okay. Yeah. Just silly. But like, I sat down with Steve. We're like, all right, we're going to put in part one. And it's that whole intro the girl on a tricycle. She's just coming up. And it was like, Mary Lynn or Mary Lamb, like whatever, just innocent ass name. You better get inside. It's about to rain. Yeah. Like, okay, man. Scrolls <laughs> up, and then you just hear these kids laughing. She looks over, and it's the laundry. And he's like, behind, he's like, hi. That fucking look in the high, just the that draining feeling where like your gut sinks. Yeah, man. And you're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then she it cuts to her face and then cuts right back and he's like eh. like just has this menacing ill-intentioned sneer on his face so i'm taking it this is before you read the book yeah and i was like oh my god and then i was just like stuck to the tv but like anticipating it but also like i don't want to see that fucker again yeah, yeah. And I had nightmares for like a solid year, terrible sleep. <laughs> oh, because man. I had not only did my bathroom at the time look like the bathroom that Beverly goes to where the blood comes out of the sink, oh, like man. almost like picture perfect look just like it. I started to associate the smell of that bathroom with the movie. Oh geez. Uh I also had like a bunk bed that didn't have a bottom bunk. So it's just this empty space. And so you know a grown man, perhaps a grown clown, could just stand under there. 
if he wanted, maybe come out from under and see that bald white head just pop up the fluffy red hair. Oh, geez. What are you thinking about, Jacob? (laughs) And he just like, I started to put on Q92 (laughs) just to like be able to sleep. Like I'd get distracted by like 90s mom and dad pop music. Oh man. Which is probably why I'm such a sucker for that stuff now because it was like the only thing that would lull me to sleep is like Celine Dion. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, so then eventually as you know, years went by, didn't it still creeped me out, but I wasn't losing sleep and all that. Mm. And um, oh man, this leads to another story and it's worthwhile. So I apologize. No, go ahead. The uh, I eventually ended up reading the book and I've read it like 15 times now. Right. Real quick. I, I, yeah. I can't associate this, uh, this book, this movie, anything about it is, is Jacob Wayne to me. Like this is so mm-hmm. closely synced to you for me. Yeah. Uh, I can't help but think about the newer movies, anything about it. I, yeah, I always have to think about you and, yeah. and um, I don't know, this is like the Jacob I think Wayne. I've done that to a lot of people. Yeah. I think even with the new one, which more and more, I don't like it. Um, I still took any friend that was around to it it's like I think I saw that thing five times in the theater. And this is like a just because I wanted to really break it down. Like, this is like a project that you've always, um, uh, you know, if if, oh, if yeah. you could direct something or make a movie, it's like this is one. Like you have an idea for how you would do it, and I would want to be good at directing. Yeah. I would have to get like <laughs> quite a few films under my belt before Every I tackled this. Stepping stone to do this. <laughs> it wouldn't be the masterpiece or anything, but it's just like I would want to definitely be a professional by the point I did it. Yeah, and be like all right and now i'm convinced it needs to be like a limited series yeah yeah i think it needs to be like 10 12 episodes and that's it and it and it does the braided story of the book way better than either movie did my and uh uh, anyway quick story tell the story sorry yeah it's fine we'll we'll lose track if we don't do it now yeah yeah. um so the that year i was like really scared Uh of it and like wasn't having a I was having a hard time sleeping. I still had my siblings living at home, at least some of them. And my younger older sister, um, she had a boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. That was like a very brief one. It wasn't one of her long-term ones. And they were all sitting in our little TV room area watching something. And we had turned our garage into like a TV room, like insulated it and all that. So like there was still kind of some garage stuff in the back to go grab and I needed like my basketball or something. And I go back, I'm not fucking with her friends or anything. I'm just sneaking in to get my ball and get out. Mm -hmm. And my sister's boyfriend goes like, we all float down here. Just trying to fuck with me. And I was like, hmm. So I like walk out of the room I go and get a glass of water and then like come walking back into the thing and walk back there like I'm going to get something else and I just dump the water on top of his head <laughs> and he's just like what the uh! and it's just like yeah yeah awesome you know whatever I know I didn't say fuck you I was not 
using that kind of language yet. Pre I was still kind of leaving Mormonism, but it, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's what you get. You butthead, <laughs> like so stupid <laughs> like that. That's crazy. But yeah, so yeah, yeah don't like, fuck with me. That blood scene, <laughs> um, I, I, that's, I guess my theme of this episode is um, the, the scary stuff of the usual or whatever. Like mm -hmm. Pennywise isn't even really in that scene. The blood just goes and pops and like, yet it's like so fucking scary yeah it's just like because you i guess you could imagine it and your mind plays tricks on you with like oh pennywise could just be standing under my bed right now um it reminds me of uh, guillermo del toro wrote these great vampire books called the strain mm -hmm. um series and um one of the scariest parts in the whole book wasn't even about the vampires but um it was about this like like a big cedar chest or whatever and the guy like would go to sleep at night and every time at like a certain time of night the cedar chest would open and then like this dude would just get out and literally just stand there and watch him sleep like he wouldn't touch him or do anything but like somehow just standing there watching you is like more terrifying than like killing you or like <laughs> you yeah. know, doing anything else like it's just like unbelievably scary um it always reminds me of that but um just this like being watched or like oh there's could just be a guy right here just like watching me do you know yeah it's like the space. torture of your mind yeah but it's like there's a certain point you see it in movies all the time where it's like just kill me yeah exactly like i'd rather have the physical just end of myself or the pain rather than the madness you're drawing yeah. into. like i'd rather be dead than knowing like pennywise is just sleeping under my bed right now or just sitting there <laughs> yeah and that that's a facet mm, you know i'm not gonna the, the the original made for tv movie when it's not pennywise isn't that great yeah it has a charm and i'm definitely biased towards it mm -hmm. and can enjoy it but you know it's made for tv it, but it's every time tim curry's on there yeah you're like holy shit and That's then the ending i actually prefer that ending to the new one the new one yeah. fucked up the ending like okay you wouldn't believe at least in my opinion and but the made for TV one, the issue is how they present it and their budget and all that stuff. And so it looks ridiculous. It's like a claymation spider thing. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, you're not you're not shooting it right. You're not doing it right. Like that Baba Duke scene where it's like this dark throbbing thing that you can't quite see. Like that was always like kind of what the spider scene in that. Mm. and it needs to be is it's like you get hints of it yeah something spidery something just but it's in the back because that part of the book is so dark yeah yeah anyways and that's another one i I've, I've read about half of the book i don't know if i finished all of it so i need to read that i need to read dune and uh one of the things about it i, I do love it i love both i like the new movies i think they're you know okay and uh, I, I love the old ones and i will say though like knowing how much you like it i think it makes me like it like a thousand times more <laughs> sure. and it uh, makes me appreciate like the little nuances and i'm like always like i wonder what jake would do if he uh, filmed this and um you know i my, my project like that is clockwork orange my favorite mm -hmm. book and i like i like the movie but um there's it's always well, it's like. probably very similar where you're like right, where i'm like oh this is watching awesome. the, the movie you're like fuck yeah. that fuck this so I, I love that. I love like the dream projects where like this is one I would do and I would do it this perfect way. And um, it's always fascinating to hear about that. So I like I love that you uh, 
I love it so much. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll move on. Cause it's just that I could endlessly talk about it, but <laughs> perhaps yeah. one time we can do like a movie commentary tracker. Yeah, watch the yeah. new ones because I, I i can respect a fair amount about the first one and enjoy some stuff i hate yeah. the second one yeah even maybe a, a chat about just it in general for you or sure. anything or something to, definitely that's but, uh so yeah. number six for me um i think that's we're on me now again yep. is um crimson peak uh guillermo del toro um really love this one um kind of similar to what you're saying about sleepy hollow earlier just the sets, the costumes, everything about this is just awesome to me. The colors. Um, and I really love like the gothic romance stuff. Um, he, he says it's not even supposed to be scary. They like, uh, he was kind of mad at some of the marketing for this movie because it put it like horror. Uh, mm -hmm. He just loves like old gothic romance, um, uh, Withering Heights and Bronte sisters and all that stuff. But so he was mm -hmm. trying to just do a, a you know, a classic um uh gothic or um yeah yeah so but anyway um i just i just love this movie loved how it turned out i like the ghosts um and then some of the stuff that's scary is like um the ghosts are just really cool and terrifying but then you realize like oh the people are the real monsters in this and i always like that and uh, mm -hmm. anyway just one of my favorites to watch um I'm so sad that house is not like a place I can go to. <laughs> yeah. He tried to save it. He like tried to buy it. Um, it's just what a, what a mistake that was. That should, should have been saved like Hobbiton or something. And <laughs> for sure. You could go stay a night in Crimson Peak or something, but awesome movie. Um, really liked it. And it's not one of the most like famous Guillermo ones, like um, Pan's Labyrinth or some of his other films, but um one that I, I always liked and I feel like uh, made for, you know, more adult type arty people like me. So sure. <laughs> but, no, I did. I did enjoy it. I'm not the biggest fan of the gothic romance or anything yeah, yeah. like that. So it's, it's definitely not in my wheelhouse as far as what I normally watch. But having seen it, it I definitely respected it. And Guillermo's always interesting. Yeah. The, the and, house uh, alone is like a, it's character in itself. And like breeze yeah. and bleeds and i feel like you could make a whole nother movie just about the house and it would be awesome for me to watch that <laughs> house party four yeah, house party but four it's in the crimson crimson Peak Peak. yeah so yeah i i i like that movie a lot because i like um i really like detective stuff in terms of my own films and things crime is probably my biggest genre i love so i like noir noir yeah i like um going i like crimson peak because you like kind of go and figure out how the people died and put the pieces together so I, I like a lot of that stuff too and uh, sure anyway cool uh next my next one okay sorry never mind my next one is the witch ah see i forgot about the witch great uh, would would that have made your list um yeah absolutely i freaking love that movie um i really like the lighthouse his second movie but the witch is yeah. uh Another classic, instant classic. That would totally make my top 10 somewhere. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, just the the studiousness of it all, like the attention to detail and language. Yeah. And yeah, like I know, so this is what's interesting. With horror, there's been like kind of two schools coming up. Like it's not Saw and Hostel anymore like it used to be. 
right. I noticed that it's uh, conjuring. Okay. Anything conjuring and it goes off that direction. Conjuring, <laughs> insidious, the nun, whatever. And people are like, oh, this is a new classic. It's so great. And I'm like, I hate those movies. Yeah. Did you like the stink. first Conjuring at all? Or no. did you hate that too? Okay. Didn't That's hate it, but it's like, I hated the. That's it. Like, the okay. movie itself is fine, but the fact that people are like, it's a new classic, blah, blah, blah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. This is the same old by the numbers, jump scared silliness yeah yeah that i've been watching since 2000 like what are you talking about just done in a slightly better way yeah it's a well-made shitty horror movie <laughs> and i mean yeah i know it's like oh shit here comes the the fanboys but yeah 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 but then you got on the other end you got the baba duke the witch um midsommar like the a24 stuff basically yeah did you ever see it follows I did, and I like yeah. that a lot. It's very yeah. stylish and creative, and but people are like, it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary at all, and it's like yeah. that's not the point, though. It's the concept yeah. and the creepiness and how much you think about it. One of the things that like I it, love uh, about The Witch the most, um, and I have a habit of um, printing off screenplays and reading them because I'm a super film nerd, and uh, I have a screenplay of The Witch that's awesome. I've read and. Uh, I, I just love the setting and the atmosphere of that. The world building in that is so good. There's yeah. a scene at the beginning where they first get kicked out of town and there's like an indigenous like hunter guy going into town. I kind of like have, I'm like, that's a whole nother movie. Like, let's follow this guy and see what he's up to. You know, I'm like curious. I'm like, oh, like it, he just looks so awesome. And the whole setting is like so fascinatingly well done yeah. um, on, on an indie budget. I um, It just makes you want to like just plop around and go wander around this world and then um i always like you know uh as a, as a film director nerd myself like when movies are able to be filmed like in one setting or like you know reservoir dogs or something where it's filmed really cheaply like this was just in the woods in the house like the whole movie almost just takes place in like one setting i always like respect that and uh yeah just just the dialogue in this is and, and it goes same with his ex his second movie the lighthouse like that had an incredible dialogue and, and the writing was just so well done. Um, well, and I mean, it's like, I'm not a film director. It'd be fun to get to that, that point at some, someday, but, um, but I, I did study a fair amount of writing in college. Like I was always yeah. bouncing around with my major, but, and writing's always fascinated me. And yeah, <laughs> what it, what always kind of surprised me with some people, like they have these, big grandiose ideas which are fine but like if you're just starting out and you're like this new director like find a setting that looks great on camera yeah yeah but if you could photograph this area and it always looks pretty awesome try to go to that place and think of a story that can happen in that place yeah. and then like and just re reduction, 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 and like giving yourself parameters to get really creative within. Yeah, yeah. Like that's always what's been cool to me because uh, I don't know, like say, that's kind of why I can't really get into cartoons like I used to. Okay. Because they, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, they can yeah. just like bounce out to space and have like a silly little joke and then bounce right back. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 
funny, but if, if you, what's the limit to your funny? Oh, everything, the universe, like yeah. <laughs> it's not as impressive. Take something like Seinfeld, put right. these four people in a room and you got to make magic happen, like a show about yeah. nothing. You're like, oh, that's impressive to me. So, but yeah, yeah. to get back to The Witch specifically, is that I went to see that at the theater with my buddy Devin. We were super excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. We loved it. There was couples in the audience that were like laughing and groaning and they didn't like it at all. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people leaving like, what the fuck was that? And I remember reading some reviews after and what it was just so sad to me is that they were like, I didn't even really see a witch. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like they wanted to go to it and have the nun the creepy like but it's like an old-timey setting and they just wanted startle and jump scare and it's like no like it's 10 times better because like you were saying it's like well who's that guy like and oh the world building and yeah psychology of every single member of the family and you're like looking at this goat weird sexual subtext is this goat actually evil and then like uh her, her like twin sister uh brother and sister are just like uh fucking terrifying and <laughs> and oh like, no the <laughs> ending is a little vague and metaphorical yeah whatever shall we do i love the ending um yeah it's great it, my my kind of take on it is um you know she was never a witch but then it's just like um kind of like the scarlet letter stuff it's like society just wanted her to be this thing and she's finally like at the end she's like fuck it I'll do it, you know? Well, yeah, it's a pure, pure metaphor. Of yeah. Just like, no, I'm, it's society, patriarchal society, basically yeah. holding her down. Yeah. All the expectations and bullshit from her family. And she's like, she had to kind of like kill off her family and go join all the witches. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to go yeah. live deliciously. Yeah, it was filmed so well done. Um, um, there's kind of back to that uh, movie that was on my... Um, honorable mentions Haxon. um mm-hmm. if you like the witch this much you will love uh Haxon. it uh it's kind of like the 1920s uh the witch and it just it's it's all about just this kind of cool stuff and um i would love to do a double feature of these two movies at some point uh, just really fascinating i'm gonna eat your baby see yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's like one of the terrifying scenes where she's like doing the peekaboo and then the baby's just gone. You're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, um, and just like awesome. the weird, ill lit, yeah. like baby on the altar thing or something. Just, yeah, yeah I, it's great. I love, I love this movie. And uh, one, one other movie, I like what you said about the constraints of artists, like trying to find limits and push yourself creatively. Uh, creatively. Um, there's another great movie I like called The Field in England. It's mm-hmm. just like this trippy, like, crazy like um i remember that i need to give that another shot because it wasn't clicking for me everyone hated it except for me i showed all my friends and they're like fuck this movie i'm like what are you talking about this is awesome (laughs) i'll give (laughs) it one uh, more try yeah it's just like the anyway but it was just like these guys wandering around a field and you know in england and a psychedelic trip of um you know kind of like uh medieval times and i just again i just love the setting i like the characters and the writing and um uh very similar lots of similarities to the witch i think uh for me but well and i will say this i feel like i always have to read not that i have to but i should yeah even if i don't like a movie like if i hated it i still respect it yeah yeah there's like there's 
only a certain type of film that can be so cynically made and it probably is that like hyper commercialized yeah stuff that i'm like i hate this and i hate why they made it <laughs> but for the most part like yeah. i respect marvel movies i respect the shitty little comedy thing uh you know what like because it takes so many people to make totally. a movie yeah so it's like it's it's almost a fucking miracle when movies become like these masterpieces. It's like the perfect storm, everything, everybody was on point. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and yeah, the amount of work. I so think as a painter and a musician, it's just, you, you rub up against totally. Yeah. Oh, that's how much work it takes to do this. So yeah. then when you look at a movie, you're like, Oh my God, yeah. like, you have it's to worry fun. about whether the catering's fucking up, like making your <laughs> actors sick or like. Totally. Yeah. Like if you think about it, it's like a screenplay to me is just as hard as like writing a book. And then it's like, when you write the book, you publish it, you're done. When you yeah. finish a screenplay that you're now you're ready to go do all the rest. And it, <laughs> it's yeah. wild to think about, but as like people that are really into film and, you know, whether you're like want to be in film or just really love film, I think it's a great, um, great idea to look at movies both subjectively and, and objectively and be like you know what do I like and why do I like these things versus um, I don't really like this movie but what what's objectively cool about it and why do other people like this you know and there's kind of mm. those two some two different things you know we mentioned Hocus Pocus yeah. you know I, I do love that movie it's not one of my subjectively favorite movies but um, objectively I, I understand why everyone else loves it and why it's like awesome you know and I think mm -hmm. that's really good way to like you come at it from both sides and it like really helps you like understand what the audience is thinking what other people are thinking and why you like certain things too so I usually try to do that and I have to rewatch movies like I, I you know it's just so much like you can't catch everything in one sitting it's just impossible to um, especially if the movie's really good and you're really enjoying it because then you're like you know you're not really like paying attention all the time you're just having fun and um it takes a lot sometimes to like come back and study these movies and and uh anyway always a good time but it's true um now i do time is starting to be a little bit of the essence sure i can, have a band practice coming up we can speed this up a little bit so um, let's see where are we at i think i got I think we're we now have, into our fives yeah well we can go back faster i um, think with our first beginning of our lists we've really established what we look for so Okay. We'll just get into what we love about these top fives for both of us. Yeah, sounds good. So um, number five for me is uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, another favorite classic. Uh, there's a new TV show series. I almost fucking forgot that was a movie first. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I, it wouldn't have made my top 10, but it's awesome. So the, what's I got a shout out Sundance 2014. I saw mm -hmm. What We Do in the Shadows and The Babadook like three times each at that festival. And yeah. those are both on here. I love that movie. Again, um, you know, shout out to theaters too. Um, seeing these movies in theaters for the first time with the audiences that were really excited to be at, you know, Sundance or wherever at the theater, mm -hmm. it really changes the, the viewing of it. And it was such a fun experience. Kind of the opposite of The Babadook. Everyone was laughing so hard in this movie and the jokes yeah. just really landed. And it was so funny and new and like, interesting and it kind of came right after all that twilight bullshit where like you know it's and it goes back to honoring the classics of nosferatu and dracula and all these you know awesome yeah. stories it's just such such a well done thing and i love that it like um kind of kicked off taika's career here he's gone on to do thor and 
sure. you know, um, Jojo Rabbit and all this stuff. So I love this movie. I've probably seen it like 30 times. Um, I just show it to so many people um, for the first time that year who all loved it. I'm glad the TV show's doing well. Absolutely love yeah. this movie. So funny. You need to see that again. Uh, the, yeah, all I'll say real quick is just that, uh, um, yeah, there's certain films, like certain genres, Halloween type movies being one of them, that are way better in a theater. Yeah. Um, comedy way better in the theater um you know if, but that's what i like about now and i hope that the balance can be found is scorsese's the irishman i don't want to go to a theater for that <laughs> i, I that like in- <laughs> i like that it's like four hours and i get to sit at home and yeah kind of ponder it um you know war movies unless it's like really got like some crazy in you feel like you're there moments. I did see Dunkirk at the theater. That was insane. Well, that would be good. But like perhaps the finest hour. Yeah. (laughs) Or darkest hour. Yeah, yeah. That maybe I want to watch at home. Sure, yeah. And the balance is good. But yeah, like horror and comedy, like more than anything. This movie. um, Great to see. And especially if they suck. It's yeah. almost like better to see him at the theater. Yeah, there's just a great time making jokes. Because then people are just like, oh my God. Like, see, that's another thing too is like, you know, with rewatchability of movies, sometimes you need to go to the theater and just riff it with the homies and just yeah. have a great time and not even pay attention to the movie. And then you go back and watch it again and, you know, see. And then it realize is. you loved it and yeah. cry. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I under- misunderstood this. But yeah. um, my last point about the, what we do in the shadows is the, the jokes are so clever and well-written um I, I gotta make a special point about that like with them eating the food it's like all these little things you never thought about vampires and you're like oh yeah i guess they can't eat popcorn like what would happen if they eat popcorn there's vomiting blood hilariously you know yeah. and, um uh, I, I like again the, the nosferatu stuff with peter and then uh all that great stuff with the, the swear wolf battle and <laughs> yeah um anyway i i think it's really cool and uh, especially for comedy when they they like really take the time to analyze all these things and like oh you know i ask questions that no one ever thought about of, of vampires or whatever that is they're doing so sure love love uh, how it turned out and um anyway yeah well my number five was the baba duke so okay great back to you what's your number four okay, about that. yeah um one last thing about the baba duke I, i'd love to get the book of the baba duke i guess mm. you can buy it so anyway i need to buy that so um, number four for me was uh, Dracula Coppola. So okay, and, uh, all right. My number four is Poltergeist. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a pretty well-known movie. Uh, yeah. That's another one where the house is almost like its own character. Did Spielberg direct that one, or did he? No, I think he might it? have been set up to be the director, but okay. then he couldn't. He ended up being a producer, and I think it was Toby Hooper. Okay. That did like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't quote me on that. Could be wrong, but pretty sure it's Toby Hooper. Yep. uh, The family, like that's, this is an instance of where creating a good family dynamic and taking a slow build approach to making sure you know all your characters and how they relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And you learn to like them. So when stuff starts happening to them, you give a shit. Uh, the remake they did had like Sam Rockwell, who I love, but like it's it's oh, terrible because they I didn't just know they did a remake. Like, <laughs> well, 
yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't because it's just it's garbage okay. but like and then that's that's one where i'm like fuck you it's like uh, ancient <laughs> burial grounds right it's like haunted yeah okay and yeah. um I like, that. I like that they can't yeah that that remake was the epitome of like i'm not saying you can't remake this but you better do something interesting with it yeah and they didn't this is let's just take out anything that was interesting of the old one and just repackage yeah. it <laughs> and it's wild. the same problem with pet cemetery and oh, that yeah. remake and anyway the old poltergeist i mean clown that's one of the scariest scenes ever to me is that clown under the bed uh the tree like yeah it's just creepy spooky tree watching him through the window yeah yeah it's and and then yeah the what's the term i'm looking for like the lady who communicates with the dead oh the um the medium or yeah yeah spiritual medium or whatever like when she shows up and she's like this house has experienced a lot of pain but <laughs> it's just like what a weird interesting character i'm looking at the poster for the remake it looks so terrible yeah it's like a weird clown thing on here yeah well because that's all they did that scene is awesome in the original yeah so let's market the whole thing around that one brief little awesome scene in the original that's so dumb that's crazy <sighs> um but yeah it's, it's just great it's a classic yeah I need it to watch does it. have spielberg vibes and i think that's why a lot of people think it was a spielberg is because like yeah he's always been so good with creating the family dynamic and well, i'm looking directing at it, right kids now, here too, like and it that. says um spielberg uh produced it and he wrote the screenplay so oh, okay so yeah, i guess he was pretty involved yeah it might, have been, it might have been a project he was hoping to direct and then maybe stepped out and Toby hooper came in but and it does have one of my favorite endings the you think it's done but then the, the house comes back for one last like <laughs> trying to keep you here and steal your soul or whatever it is yeah and then they get out of there and the house crumples in on itself i remember seeing that for the first time and like oh i saw that in simpsons <laughs> <laughs> but like they go to a hotel room walk into it all tired and then just like 10 15 seconds later they like shove the tv out of the room They're like fuck this Dude, fuck as, tvs as, as, a kid, as a kid of the 90s it's, it's hilarious like how many things you would see in the simpsons uh, yeah. culture references and then you'd see it and like oh okay that's where it's from originally uh, but, yeah uh one one thing i want to say about this i need to watch this again i probably haven't seen it since high school yeah watching it then um I do like it. I love the the, the burial ground stuff. I, I'm very skeptic in real life. Um, you know, don't really believe in ghosts and all that stuff. But I but on the flip side, I, I love to read about ghost stories and I, I'm like kind of wish they were real because I just think it's cool and I like to read these different stories and stuff. So I like that a lot. And um, you know, and uh yeah. anyway, I like the uh the idea of like, you know, um <laughs> nowadays too you talk about a lot with social justice and all these great things for um communities of color and stuff i like the idea of like you know native american cultures just like coming back and fucking up sure. stuff oh yeah it's, yeah it's a great trope <laughs> so <laughs> yeah the, awesome. the white patriarchy needs it yeah yeah um 
All right, so I think we're back to my number three. And another Dracula. So this is the original Dracula, but it's a very specific one. It's um, the original Dracula with Philip Glass's um, um, score. He wrote to it in the, I think he wrote it in the 90s, but it's just awesome. And uh, I love that you can just, he just went and wrote a score and it completely changes how like the, mu the movie is viewed and how it feels and stuff. The music just adds a whole nother element to it. And I uh, absolutely love this soundtrack, uh, Philip Glass, Dracula. Probably one of my favorite scores of all time. I love watching uh, this this one with the music. And uh, um, Did it used to be a silent film then? Or? Yeah, yeah. So okay. you can watch the original. I, I think it might have had some music at parts, but like he wrote the whole soundtrack for, for like most okay. of the stuff. So it's just really cool because like before Dracula, you know, Bela Lugosi comes mm -hmm. down the stairs and it has a certain feel. Then with yeah. his score, it's just like way more terrifying and awesome and creepy. This is a movie I'd love to play at the Pantages every year with like a quartet, you know, and just awesome stuff. And um, yeah. I think it's, I like it, you know, obviously it's just really fucking cool. And I love Philip Glass and um, the music and everything. But I think it's really cool from a film, again, education, film buff type of thing. And just like how important music is to a movie and how just like changing the score is like a whole different movie, even though this, this the, all the footage is the same, everything's the same, um, just with a different song that's like a better place or different music here and there completely mm -hmm. changes the feeling of, of, of that film. I think that's really cool and, uh, you know, stuff that um, people don't always think about um, in terms of, of music. Um, no, that's super important. Like your score, soundtrack also can make or break your movie. Yeah, um, we had our Pantage Street Theater uh, just this last weekend where we show movies every Saturday and stuff. And we just show a lot of stuff in the public domain because it's free and we don't have to get the rights or anything. Mm -hmm. But um, this one we just did the other day was The Man from Utah, uh, old Western movie. One of the first John Wayne movies, I think it was 1934. He was only like 27. But it was mm -hmm. funny because um, the movie started and there was like no music and it was just so glaring. We're like, wow, this is such a quiet movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they didn't invent putting music to movies until the 40s but True. <laughs> whatever, but it just was a really weird experience um and uh just fascinating to see how different movies are made now and um uh, i know we really like chris nolan a lot um and uh he, apparently he uh he likes to have music throughout the whole movie and uh, when it's done in the right ways it's so subtle like you don't even notice the music's there True. And then you take it out and it's just, you know, gone. And it's just really weird. It's like, oh, this this feels weird for some reason. So anyway, yeah. um, this is a cool example of that. Great Halloween movie, you know, classic Dracula. Awesome. Great score. Cool. So yeah. Uh, my number three is Hereditary. Okay, great. Um, filmed in Utah. Definitely yeah. has a little bit of a Utah vibe in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the acting is great in this movie. Um, it's usually the whole possession devil stuff doesn't work with me because yeah, I, I don't believe in that shit, but yeah, just the, the cultiness, which goes well with Utah um, is really effective. And it made me think about stuff growing up and it like creeped me out. Yeah. And uh some people say the ending isn't as great, but I kind of like how weird and surreal dreamlike it gets. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
yeah, it's it's not as simple as just eh, it's, he's the devil. It's like Paimon and like this whole weird thing and like ah, your riches and yeah, I don't know. It's really unique. Um, he was another one of those directors where as soon as I saw that, I was like, holy shit, it was really good. I'm gonna pay attention to anything he does after. Um, I feel bad about this. I still haven't seen Midsommar. It's been on my list. It's just uh, right. need to catch that. But this is one that one's more weird. Yeah. And like it's fun because it's weird. And it it definitely has a lot of skilled filmmaking to it and yeah. fun ideas, but it's not as succinct and powerful as hereditary was for me. This this might be the movie that we maybe disagree the most on. Um, I've only seen this, I think maybe even one time, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um I, I'll definitely watch it again. And I was, yeah. I know like a lot of people love this one. I know uh, Scorsese was talking about how much he loved this. Um, I did like it. There's parts where like, you know, the, the decapitation scene, I think everyone didn't, was not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I don't even really think about that part when I think about it. Yeah. And, but um, that was definitely like the big walk, like takeaway for a lot of people. For, for me, and I'll, I need to go back and watch it um, now that I, you know, know where everything was going. But, um, I really loved the ending to me that like, I'm like, why didn't you start the movie here? Like, this is now really fascinating to me, like with the, um, the stuff at the ending where he's, you know, kind of ordained or whatever you want to sure. say, like be doing this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, I kind of wanted to see the sequel of that. Um, when I got to the end, I was like, Oh, cool. Like now I want to watch this. And then they ended it. So that's um, kind of why it was perfect to me though. Yeah. Yeah. That's Cause fair. it was like such a slow build, like, is it just the mom going crazy? Is it, yeah. is love, it this little girl thing? Like I love the uh, the miniature house. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I love how it's filmed. The acting's great. I, I'll definitely need to watch this one again, and I'm I'll imagine I'll like it a bit better. But um, well, uh, like when she like wakes up in the attic, and there's all those like naked Mormons standing around. <laughs> yeah, I know they're not Mormons, but they look like yeah. pioneer Mormons. Like, ugh. <laughs> <It's just laughs> so creepy yeah but, yeah hey, i do give it another watch it. yeah i do appreciate the filmmaking of it and i do like a lot of aspects of it but um yeah that's one i need to watch again so wasn't yeah. a huge fan the first time around i think it's just because a lot of these times you know we were talking about this with um some of these scary movies the marketing is just so off um yeah. what you're like expecting so i think i saw some of the marketing for that i was expecting this specific type of thing and it just really was like you know not was i what i was expecting and um so yeah need to watch this one again to uh appreciate it more we Number do two, need to speed up a little bit but i, I do, two, was gonna say real quick yeah, yeah go ahead. i was reading something about how somebody was breaking down how they will do those misleading trailers on purpose sometimes oh yeah because they know that they'll get a certain amount of people to come in and it's like all how how many people are you gonna piss off by inaccurately that's a good idea yeah putting out a trailer to get a certain amount of people it's like this is only going to piss off about 15 percent of them <laughs> that you kind of sort of you know don't care about anyway. miscommunicated what it yeah. was and I was, I was like man that's super shrewd and cynical but i guess that makes sense that's trying to make me. money i never thought about it that's a good point um yeah, anyway. i'll have to look into that Number two for me um, is the Halloween tree, uh, Ray Bradbury story. The Halloween uh, dream? The Halloween tree. Tree. Oh, yeah, I haven't even Hall heard of it. Yeah, it's an old, um, 
cartoon type movie. It's okay. like kind of a family classic. My my mom showed it to us when we were kids. We used to go to Smiths and get the movies at the store there. Yeah. <laughs> Back on VHS. I remember um, that. It, it just became a classic one. So we do always watch this. I think it was on TV sometimes. Narr- narrated by Leonard Nimoy. Um, okay. Based on, there's a Ray Bradbury story about it. And basically like a kid is um, dying. And uh, actually, I think he dies. So it's, it's like he dies on Halloween and um, his friends like try to go find him, find his ghost. And, it, you know, it has stuff about Day of the Dead, other cultures and stuff with Halloween. Really awesome. And uh, as a kid, it was like the coolest fucking movie ever just because, um, you know, Halloween movie with them just like flying around the world. They go talk about witches and all kinds of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. love Ray Bradbury, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, great, great movie. Just really a family tradition that we always watch so nice yeah that's good that you actually because i think the holiday maybe does need to be appreciated like no it's fun with with the family to yeah do halloween too it's not all about scary stuff yeah if i don't mention this my family would kill me so (laughs) so fair enough uh my number two is ghostbusters i mean Great flick. I didn't think about that until we started talking. Yeah. You, you mentioned, uh, oh, you're talking about Poltergeist. And it reminded me of, I think, in Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. One of the scariest things I remember as a kid was um, like those, like the judge, he like sent those two ghosts to the electric chair. Yeah. Ghosts, like come back and like mess with him. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, I think I was <laughs> yeah. terrified of like serial killers and murderers and stuff. Um, and those yeah. two ghosts specifically like were the, one of the scariest things. <laughs> yeah i remember but anyway great um i mean i don't yeah we don't gotta go over that one too much i mean a lot of people have talked about it but it's just like it's one of those movies that shouldn't work that's like a masterpiece yeah it's like like what is this just these like cynical new york professors that are actually like kind of just like yeah we're blue collar businessmen though and yeah we captured ghosts hey like just like, all right, but now nah, of course it's Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, um, Harold Ramis. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Yeah, it's gonna bug me. Here, I'll see if I find it real quick. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> um, yeah. Rick uh, Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. That's what I was gonna That's say. That's not who I was thinking. I was thinking, uh, yeah, you're thinking the, the other guy. No, you're thinking, um, fourth Ghostbuster. My bad. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Jesus. Yeah, yeah there you go. But uh yeah, the fact that it can get to a point where it's the giant stay puff marshmallow man. Yeah. And it doesn't like this is stupid. Yeah. Like just you're just like, holy shit, it's giant stay puff marshmallow yeah. man. This is a classic on every level. Um Zool, I, there is no Dana, only Zool. Are you yeah. the key man? Uh, are I, you I think, the gatekeeper? I'm the key master. What's funny is um, I think I actually saw Ghostbusters 2 first because like, I don't know, I was at my friends and they just popped it in and it was awesome. So yeah, parts of me, I always think of Ghostbusters 1 and I'm like, oh, wait, that was in Ghostbusters 2. Like the, I right. think the, those two ghosts and some of the other stuff, that, that painting is all Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 2. Um, but uh, yeah, if I yeah. could put them on as like a double feature and just put yeah. them at number two, I would. Like a lot of people say, oh, number two is not good. First one was great. great. Yeah, I like. I love the second one. 
Vigo, the weird pink goo under the city. I think I, I almost like it more. I, this is probably because I saw it first, but um, I'm, I just mix them together. But um, yeah, one thing is uh, I guess there's this new Ghostbusters coming out. I've heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, excited. I'm glad that they're in it. You know, the original. I am very cynical about any Ghostbuster stuff. That's why I didn't especially hype- after the last one. Yeah, I, I didn't want to hype it up. Um, I liked the trailer. I thought it was cool. I'm excited to see it. Sure. And then um, I have heard some earlier views saying it's pretty good. I don't want to, I'm not going to say. And I have it. to reiterate, I don't care if you make female Ghostbusters. That's not why <laughs> I hated that. Yeah. I hated it because it was a completely pointless. Yeah. Like, it's just terrible fucking movie. I hate that movie. Um, Speaking of the, like, the full female angle of these real quick. Um. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, they asked, there's a new James Bond movie out, and they asked uh, Daniel Craig, like, oh, who should be the female James Bond or whatever? Do you think there should be one? And he said, no. He had a great response for it. He said, there shouldn't be one. He's like, just go write a better character uh, for a, a woman to go make. It doesn't it? Why does it have to be James Bond? Just go make someone cooler than James Bond, better characters specifically for someone. And um, I thought that was a great answer because. Um, I mean, James Bond's not the pinnacle of characters. He's something, you know, these these characters that are, you know, for men or these stories are for men. You know, they could just go probably make a movie that could be just as cool as Ghostbusters, different, something else that uh, doesn't have to be anything to do with this, you know? Sure. Um, so anyway, interesting points that I think is good to think about. So my number one film... Um, Shining, obviously. Uh, <laughs> That's your number one. Yeah, it's my uh, number one too. I think it's pretty obvious uh, choice. Um, for good yeah. I I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Like, what what is there to be said about the Shining? Yeah, greatest scary movie of all time. I think it's hilarious that um, Stephen King hates it so much. He's totally wrong because it's. Well, awesome. did you see the one he made? Oh, I did not. It's terrible. Yeah. So it's like, keep writing your books, Steve. Yeah. I just think it's so funny because he's like pissed off at Kubrick. Even to this day, he's mad at Kubrick, who's been dead for 20 years. And I think that's just awesome. But here's uh, an interesting thing Was the author of Clockwork Orange alive when that came out? Yeah, he was. So this what is what did he think of the movie? So at first he liked it, um, but then he, um, he was working with Kubrick, but then he did he he um he didn't like some of the changes Kubrick made, mm-hmm. and, and and I don't either. That's why a Clockwork Orange is my favorite book. Um, yeah. real, just real fast on the Clockwork Orange. So in the book, um, he kills someone with the Beethoven statue, and yeah. and, and he loves Beethoven. So like, there's this whole metaphor like he's killing someone with the most beautiful thing like that he in the whole world to him. So like beauty being a, a tool of violence. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. But in the and the Kubrick put all this weird sex stuff and 60s things in there. It's so cool or whatever, but sure. um, it kind of misses a lot of the points of the book. You just kill someone with a giant penis, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which has its own, you know, metaphors uh, for that. But um... well, I'll hop <laughs> in right there with that because there was somebody on, I think it was maybe the Stanley Kubrick Reddit or something like that. I came across it and it was a, I don't know if it counts as a criticism as much as an observation. Yeah. But it was like uh, Stanley Kubrick wouldn't have ever made a film if he didn't have a book to make it from first. 
and I was like thinking about it, but there was a whole discussion underneath it. And it's just yeah. like all his best work was other people's stuff. Yeah. And that what he would do is he, and maybe that's not true for all his films and stuff, but he would take this material and then he would dive into it and dissect it yeah. and like attach it to his views of society and sexuality and the, yeah. the family the concepts of the nuclear family or just even humanity yeah yeah that's why he would call up stephen king you know over the phone he's like do you believe in god yeah <laughs> and like stephen king's like what and he's just like mm. yeah you know he's just he's just <laughs> analyzing and putting it all together so then by the time he's done turning your book into stanley kubrick's the shining yeah it's a different thing totally I think yeah, I, yeah. I, I can understand why authors are mad at him. And sure. um, um, I'll say something about that real fast. And then, um, but to go back to the Anthony Burgess question, the, yeah. the author of Clockwork Orange, um, he, he also missed the ending of the Clockwork Orange. And the, and the, the whole point of the book is like the state can't change you, you know, mm. like um, Alex is one of the most despicable characters in all of literature, but even him, he can't, the state can't change him. And at the end of the book, he realizes like, oh, all this violence is just a kid's thing. And I grew, yeah. I grew out of it. But so he changes on his own. That's all like cut out of the movie. Um, but um, Anthony Burgess, he did a play of the Clockwork Orange down the road before he died later on. And there was a character that looked exactly like Kubrick that like Alex beats up to death. So <laughs> specifically to, uh, you know, for Kubrick. So I thought, yeah. I thought that's hilarious. But um, is funny. Um, back to the Kubrick thing. I think that's a really cool point. Kubrick's my, one of my favorite directors. Actually, yeah. fun fact, I have the same birthday as Kubrick. So I just thought that was cool. so, I share one with uh, Tori Amos and the lead singer of Alice in Chains. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I think uh, we mentioned Kate Beckinsale earlier. She has the same birthday as us. Oh, sure. um, but um, I, I like what you said that because I do think like Kubrick is so special because he he did take these weird properties or whatever books and he like found a way to like ring them out and like have weird stuff fall out that like no one else would like pull this stuff out of there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this whole um, cool like videos on The Shining about where like people are like oh he they think it's like about the gold reserve and kubrick put all the secrets right stuff it was that whole movie uh room 230 yeah or whatever the room is yeah and 37 it was a really fascinating watch like i like that like obviously some people are like okay yeah buddy. <laughs> like there's a but there's a like a lot of shit in that movie where you're like oh he clearly did that on purpose what he means by it is yeah you know up in the air but yeah, there's like might just um, be weird, fun little movie. Like, hey, if somebody's paying attention, I moved that thing, and yeah, you know, like, symbolism I, for the sake of symbolism. Yeah, have furniture move around. There's all this stuff about um, indigenous stuff in there. Yeah, and uh, which is really cool. And then um, just I don't know, just the whole the fact that you can just like this movie is like 50 years old and people are still talking about it yeah. and um, dissecting it. It's just so cool and finding new things about it and the way he filmed it. I think it, um, one of the negative things about it, I do think um, very abusive to Shelley Duvall. Um, yeah, well. It isn't a great thing, but um, just, you know, sorry, Shelley Duvall. We like sorry, you. Shelley. <laughs> but yeah, it really, really interesting. Um, back to the other part of the Kubrick thing. I, I do think um, he has like a Napoleon script and then Barry Lyndon. Um, there were some things he wrote, like Eyes Wide Shut. I think he did have some of his own stuff, but it is fascinating too to see 
these are like real these these are very famous properties at the time the shining 2001 um what's the other one uh um, orange, Barry Linden, uh, yeah yeah really famous books at the time and then dr strange love i think that's the original and, isn't it take them and do something completely different it makes sense why the artists or the authors are so pissed off but that's uh, also what's kind of great about stanley yeah. kubrick is he he'll read the shining and pick it apart so much and be like oh i don't agree with what this is even trying to say <laughs> but i yeah. like the material and i like the the world so i'm going to have it be the exact opposite this isn't a haunted motel maybe it's yeah. the the mind of jack torrance which re is representative of the white male patriarchy in the united states yeah and all the things it's been responsible for and the trauma it's and just like the attention it, to, yeah the attention to detail is so insane like you know, they like zoom in on his, his Jack's tie at the beginning. It's like the same maze as like, you know, yeah. maze at the end. And just really incredible to me. Um, Kubrick's, you know, greatest director of all time. Interesting I put him beside, character. Besides like Kurosawa and some of the other people. But um, yeah, um, he's I don't know where, but he's in my top five easily. Yeah. Maybe even top three. I think uh, movies would be very different and boring if without him. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and then and then back to you know the Halloween thing. <coughs> yeah. uh, just just a really terrifying movie. That bathroom scene, you know, and that. Well, <laughs> this gets back into the the whole mystery thing. Yeah. Is the as Jim Norton I think put it once on ONA is like the fat little bunny pig man. <laughs> <laughs> blowing yeah. the the dude in the tuxedo like yeah what is what's going on yeah and you just like but it does that crazy zoom into him like <laughs> yeah you're just like what like yeah. that i think about that scene all the time <laughs> i'll be like walking into whole foods getting like oh, i need some cilantro and, <laughs> and i'm just like that ah. Fat little yeah. pig man blowing the guy in a tuxedo, like, and I still don't know. Like, I know from the book what that was, but like Stanley Kubrick changed it just a little bit and did yeah, some yeah. different stuff. And you're like, man, like, it's just the and the music. We've talked about music a lot, like the score, the sounds. Yeah, it's so good. It's incredibly creepy. Just from the very beginning, just riding on that road yeah uh, like then, like i when i think one of the things i like about you know obviously this is a ghost story mm -hmm. um but one of the things i love about ghosts so much is like you know you'll be going along and then you find out these ghosts and they're like oh wow these are some more characters and then kind of back to what you said uncertainty you're like you want to know the stories of them just naturally like oh how did they get here like what are they doing like how did this mm. guy die like who killed this and then you find out you know like the two girls is dead and then he's talking to the guy later um the, the, the caretaker and you're like oh he killed the girls they and needed to like, be corrected yeah it's just like holy shit you know and it's just like all this like this like it's like almost like a weird terrifying harry potter where there's like oh this is a whole <laughs> secret world that behind yeah. this with all these ghosts and like you know there's thousands of people at this party and like they all fucking killed they're like all these I, I don't know it's just 
it like it's like a spider web of like more storytelling and you're like you want to know like all the details at least at least i do well um, and you might disagree with me here i like that and i do wonder about all the other stuff yeah like yeah what is that but i like to keep it in my head sure or in conversation with friends i don't need them to make a movie out of that no totally totally like I, I just like the conversation that spurs off or even your own yeah. mental conversation of like yeah and i what I think, was that about like yeah and, and going back to kubrick that's another thing that's so great he never talked about his movies he never told anyone like oh this was this and this was this this is what it meant he just left it all ambiguous and um i think that's a real power to that i think that's why people are still talking about it because they don't know it's well, all just like you know people can have their own versions of it and i have to say like that movie they made about everybody's conspiracy theories like i find it hilarious how many people i've talked to and people in that movie and everything they're just like well it had to mean something it's like no it didn't yeah <laughs> like the fact that he doesn't tell you what it is but he knows that i put the yeah. native american's head on the can behind me and then it cuts and it comes back and it's gone yeah that's gonna make you think that means something and the whole conversation that starts in your head whether i did mean something by it or not yeah i could have just been stanley kubrick looking at the shot after shooting it for the thousandth yeah. time and like oh yeah just take that out yeah cool and, I like and then like that's not everything is interconnected and illuminati blah 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 it's just totally, totally. that's what makes it Ah, ah, what's, what's like, great about that is like mind. you have all ranges of ideas there it's like oh the, the furniture and stuff was moving oh just maybe because the ghosts were moving it around or something or it could be illuminati stuff um but then what you said too is like people don't realize like kubrick had like uh, just a, a savage like uh wit and like uh humor about him yeah. there's all these stories about on dr strangelove they just had to keep doing takes because kubrick was laughing too hard and like um just the humor behind this he was always a very, pretty funny person and had a very like specific brand of humor so i think the idea that he's like oh i'm gonna put this into fuck with them and like just hilarious to me or whatever there uh, was I one, think that's totally true too but there's one story with him i can't remember what but somebody's like paraphrasing somebody says like ah eh, well you can't cut shit or like something like that and he's just like you can if you freeze it <laughs> It just he's just like yeah. he already had like a solution to this dude's little thing but yeah um the i was just gonna say with like the having meaning and all that symbolism and metaphor or the things that don't make sense so that must mean something like yeah i remember researching uh serial killers a lot in high school because it was just fascinating and i took a really I, great sociology class that was like breaking down John Wayne Gacy and Charles Manson. And obviously they're two very different types if you right. know the history of them, but which was what was so fascinating. Like, what is the difference? Yeah. And I remember I read a book by a profiler that I guess a lot of her theories have been really debunked by now, like about oh. why serial killers are or how, and that's a whole other thing. But yeah, when I read the book, they were talking about John Wayne Gacy's paintings and how it was either no it's like yeah the way where a character in his painting was standing the shadow was in the wrong place and they tried to analyze it and break it down like well is that part of his psychology and I was just <laughs> like 
Yeah. No, maybe he's just a shitty artist, like didn't know. <laughs> but like, it always stuck out to me. So when I started doing paintings, like I do things like put the thumb on the wrong end of the hand or put shadows where they're not supposed to go. Just cause I was like, I hope one person comes across this painting and it's like, what, wait, what? The thumbs on the wrong, what's he trying to say about thumbs? And I'm like, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's just to get you to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot too. And um, I just like the whole gamut. I think that's what's, there's no answers, you know? Like yeah. a film is right for whatever you want it to be. That's what the point is. Like, you know, you could make a film as a director or writer, whatever that you want it to be. And the audience could go watch it. And you guys are both right. Everyone's right. You know, there's no, no, there's wait, no wait a minute. answer. So. I can't believe it right here at the end. <laughs> Shining isn't my favorite Halloween scary movie. Really? It's the fake moon landing that Stanley <laughs> Kubrick films. Well, it's it so terrifying. Yeah. And, uh. But yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> I just thought of like, while you were talking to that a second ago and making great points is, um, I do want to shout out to other honorable mentions that are TV shows. I love it's Mindhunter. It's got to be quick, bro. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. I love Mindhunter. It's a great Halloween show. Wonderful. And uh, what you were just talking about where it's like everyone had trouble catching these guys before these guys came along because they're like, oh, they're all evil. You know, mm -hmm. they're just evil. And it's like, no, they have, you know, other things doing. But um, And then Treehouse of Horrors. Um, I got to, you know, I think that's a special place for the oh, yeah, me too. Treehouse of Horror stuff. I always love that. But anyway. South Park episodes are really great too. Yeah. The Halloween episodes. Uh, I didn't even think about TV stuff. But oh, weren't you just saying uh, Simpsons? Yeah, I mean before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. There's a lot of great Halloween episodes of stuff, but yeah. As far as I know, South Park and Simpsons really would hit it. Yeah. Really consistently. So yeah um yeah uh just to wrap up i mean that's kind of i guess part of what we've come to the conclusion of of this is we could do a whole other top 10 of like scary movies or horror movies totally yeah and probably it's sounding like you and i it would be a lot of like gangster flicks and silence of the lambs and like look at how fucked up this human being is well Half of my list would be movies from my childhood that I've never gotten over that I've just been traumatized <laughs> from. That it's yeah. like, like uh, freaking, uh, you know, just stupid stuff like Brave Little Toaster when that fucking thing. Yeah, that was yelling. upsetting. <laughs> yeah, scary. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I loved so your I, list, I, man, and that's thanks. why I like having you on. You're you're able to pontificate on the films. Yeah. What's cool about the scary list is I think maybe like there'd only be like one movie or two that stays on here. And I think most would be different. Shining stays on for me. It stays on. If it, yeah, if it's just stuff that scared me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Is it two Stephen King things? Yeah, I think The Shining, um, uh, The Ritual, Own Tomahawk, and maybe The Babadook. There's parts of it, but um, when I first watched it, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I love everything in the Babadook too much. It doesn't give me like yeah. fear. It's like, well, yes, cool design. Too, you know, with people that like horror stuff and scary stuff and Halloween, we used to try to go to cemeteries for Halloween and try to scare ourselves and stuff. Sure. Um, it comes to a point where it's like eating hot stuff. It gets harder, like your palate goes up and it gets harder to scare yourself. I once said- yeah. uh, It's like a, comedy, man. It's like, that was hilarious. Yeah. As a kid, one last anecdote, I worked in um, uh, 
a haunted house growing up and I was the chainsaw guy and I had some other jobs. It was fun. Um, so after a while, um, you know, I, I would go to a haunted house years later and it was, it was really fun, but like, I knew all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, I bet there's someone right there. I'm like, Oh, it'd be cool if someone jumped out and then they jumped out. And I just like, it wasn't scary because I could just tell where everything was going to be, but yeah. um, I still love it. But uh, yeah, I want stuff to scare me. So it's a good time. Yeah. I think that's what kind of happens. People yeah. that scare easily, like pretty much the startle movies and the general fair people that are like, no, nope, I've already had that. That got me a while yeah. ago. I need something deeper, psychological, something that'll sit with me. Yeah. And this, and it, be- it, I was always like that. It's like, I had a girlfriend that like one time we were walking around, it was in the fall. It's a great, lovely memory of mine. Yeah. But she like leaned into me. She's like, let's sneak into the, <laughs> the cemetery. And you're like, you know, yeah don't you think that'd be great and i was like no <laughs> it's like that's sounds disrespectful young lady <laughs> it's like, and it's funny because now i'd be like yeah sure spit on me after that almost sounds but like just at film the film. time i was like oh, let's go home where it's nice and warm and clean <laughs> spit on me now yeah well <laughs> anyway that's a good way to yeah. End the episode. Yeah. This is a great episode. We will do more episodes in the future. I hate to yeah. rush the end here, I but you got to get for ready. More hours, I imagine. But uh, yeah, great time. Uh, loved your list as well. A lot of surprising things that I forgot to add and uh, uh, classics. Um, all yeah. these movies are, are awesome. Even honorable mentions. I don't think you can go wrong with any of these movies. And um, probably a hundred more we could add but a great great category love this month love october uh anyone listening thanks for tuning in this long and uh go check out some i might movies. split it up into two parts yeah I'm debating it i don't know we'll see great great time so thanks man thanks for having me on can't wait to come yeah. back and chat yeah time, so. thanks for co-hosts in this episode we'll have you back on and uh october movie fest enjoy happy halloween. halloween enjoy your movies yeah. happy halloween Woo! Uh, yeah. Ta-ta! Thanks, guys. All right. I think that's it. I would stay in chat, but I do got to go get ready for that, so. No worries, man. I was going to say one last little thing. I forgot. Sure. To um, a lot of these movies, like, it's, it's hard to get scared at movies nowadays. I yeah. found, like, playing some of the video games, like, in the middle of the night in the dark is, like, way more scary than uh, <laughs> yeah. movies are now. Like, um the most i've been scared like uh like actually ramped up was playing this gun game that was for virtual reality where you go through like a horror house on like this track and you just have two guns and then like clowns come at you and you're in vr so a giant spider comes down it's like drooling on you wow like yeah that's actually really fucking creepy a couple last little point i'll let you go uh, a couple mm. a couple years ago guillermo was working on he's gonna do a silent hill game it didn't work out but they did that demo it was like pt or something it was like fucking way scary yeah and like it was just like a little demo but like this lady would start following you around the house um mm. i don't have to try to send you a video about that but anyway yeah, do it too. pretty cool so no yeah man i'm i've been worn down horror movies and comedies i'm like yeah that's scary yeah that was funny
Yeah. It's, it's like what happened with hot sauces to me. I keep just upping the hot sauce and I'm like, right. this isn't hot anymore. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. That's so. why the goth girl can spit on me now. <laughs> That's your uh, hot sauce. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool, right. It's a lot of fun. Great chatting with you. Hey, and awesome to hang out. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Check out that Hexen movie. You'll fucking dig that, dude. All right. We'll do that. Uh, we'll get on for some regular chit chat soon. I just I got yeah. our first Gamma Pod show on Saturday. And... Did you guys fight a drummer? Uh, sorta. Okay, I wasn't sure. Like he's not like the main main guy, and we've been pretty clear with him. It's like mm. he has a kid. He's a little bit older than us. Really busy dude, but he can drum. That's good. He doesn't really have a lot of time to invest writing or anything. So it's like these are the songs. Learn them. Yeah, you said your first real show on Saturday with this band yeah yeah and it's the first time either of these guys have played a show so i'm kind of like it, daddy uh, bear it's you him and shocky the three yep. of you cool that's how i prefer it well fucking like any more than three people shit yeah. just doesn't get done well at some point i'll have to come out and film you guys do some shows that'd be a lot of fun and uh true love to love that hiss of the goose great track sure. <laughs> Oh, see the video too right yeah i fucking yeah, love yeah, it yeah. Dude. i like with you i just love videos that add like all these old clips and things it's cool so yeah um anyway well thanks man uh chat just hit me up anytime i always sounds good hang out so yeah might have to have you on for a movie commentary episode or movie drinking game if you're down yeah man i'd love to chat about some some video games sometimes too if you ever need some, some game stuff but me i'm not big enough of a gamer to stretch it out but maybe a regular yeah. episode hit all the different beats yeah i like how we got into some of the music elements of this this time around that was cool with the, sure. the dracula and the shining and stuff but yeah um anyway yeah man a lot of fun i gotta watch some of these movies it's been forever um do it to it man yeah Ernest scared stupid man i haven't seen that in 20 years <laughs> yeah I, I, I might do the drinking game with neil to watch that one i don't know we'll see yeah, yeah, that'd be fun, dude. If you ever want to like try to like um, do the Netflix like party watch or something, just get mm. on and watch something. I love that you said magic. Uh, uh, fucking yeah, awesome. uh, it was yeah. awesome. I showed that to everybody after I got home. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. All, All right, right. Man, have fun. Thanks again. We'll chat soon. See you, buddy. See you, dude. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh,